Get Up Nation. I hope you're enjoying the Get Up Nation podcast on www.anchor.fm. As a podcast host on over 20 platforms, I really enjoy how easy it is to use Anchor, how Anchor makes everything I need available in one place for free, accessible on your smartphone or desktop computer. Go to www.anchor.fm now. In case you didn't know, Anchor has creation tools that allow you to record and edit each episode. If you're concerned about the distribution of your hard work, don't sweat it because Anchor takes care of that too. If you're considering becoming a podcaster, I would highly recommend Anchor as your choice to begin sharing your content with the world. What up, Get Up Nation? This is Ben Piddick, host of the Get Up Nation podcast and co-author of Get Up, The Art of Perseverance with Adam Greenberg. Welcome to episode eight. Today, I have the honor and privilege of speaking with the CEO and founder of Mission Stadiums for Multiple Sclerosis, Sam Greenberg. His organization is a registered 501c3 nonprofit organization. Sam has made it his mission to spread awareness of MS and to help raise funds to advance research in hopes of finding a cure. Mission Stadiums for MS creates public events, often at Major League Baseball stadiums, to help increase awareness of those among us who are suffering from this disease so they do not suffer in silence. Sam, thank you for taking time out during the holidays to join Get Up Nation. Thank you very much and really appreciate you having me today. I love your organization and would love to hear more about it. My understanding is you do not personally suffer from multiple sclerosis, but someone close to you has. Yes, I, uh, I don't personally have it. My grandmother suffered uh, from the disease for, for many years, and other members of my family and extended family, friends of the family, also suffer from it. It's one of those one of those diseases that not many people talk about, and then uh, when you do start talking about it, somebody says, you know, I know somebody that has it, and I know somebody that has it. So the more uh, the more people I talk to, the more I realize how prevalent it really was, the more I thought I could make a difference. At what point did you decide you wanted to do something to help those suffering from MS? Was it seeing what your grandmother endured over time? Was it something specific about her care or her experience that motivated you to take action? It's an interesting story, actually, Ben, as to how this was, uh, was founded as well as why I chose MS. Uh, it actually started at the end of my college career. When I started thinking about a, a potential career path, my entire life I've always genuinely enjoyed helping others um, and being there for for other people. I, I get satisfaction out of knowing that if I'm doing well, I want other people to do well around me. With that being said, after college, I started thinking about potential career paths, and one of my dreams was to always, you know, maybe start my own business one day and, and see where that went. It came to me with an idea of my passion for baseball and my passion for sports, kind of combining the idea of of traveling to Major League Baseball stadiums and spreading awareness of something. It really started with that idea. As we know from Father's Day and, and breast cancer awareness, one thing that's really prevalent with Major League Baseball, the pink bats, uh, pink in the stands. And then for, for Father's Day, they, they're putting blue in the stands for Parkinson's and, and just all different types of awarenesses and starting to be integrated more in sports. One gap that I thought about was, you know, there's nothing really for, for MF. I wanted to do something that was close to my heart. And even though I actually never met my grandmother, um, my mom has, you know, told me plenty of stories. And it was one of those that, that stuck out to me that did touch home. Um, I know a lot of people that have it. And, you know, what better way than combining a passion of mine for sports, passion that is close to home. That's really how it started. Now, you took this on, like you had said earlier, while you were finishing your degree at Southern Connecticut State University. So in addition to all your coursework and trying to get that degree, <laughs> you took yeah. on... Starting a nonprofit. 
What were some of the challenges you faced along the way as you created the nonprofit while doing everything else that you were already doing at the university? Yeah, so Southern Connecticut, it was a great, you know, I had a great experience there. Went, uh, played college baseball there for four years. You know, really had an amazing experience. Had, have really close friends of mine that are still close friends today. An incredible coach, and Tim Shea, who was there for me for all four years. And it really was a platform for me to not only do well in school, but to give me the the guidance needed from some of my business classes at the time to really start to integrate my idea into how I can make it possible. Like I said, it really started with, with this idea. It, it comes back a little bit to when I took a trip to the Grand Canyon. Sounds kind of cliche and, and storybook-like, but... Uh, I was actually flying back from the Grand Canyon and went over to the Arizona Diamondback Stadium. At that time, it was kind of what prompted a idea and a, a memory of mine. So, like, I always wanted to travel to all 30 stadiums. It was just a kid passion of mine. Obviously, first passion was to, you know, always make it to the big league. You know, a lot of people know my brother's story with, uh, with the one at bat and making it to the Cubs. So, I really looked up to him and, and always wanted to follow in his footsteps. And I had a passion for baseball as well. And I took it kind of to another level, you know, I've... I'm five foot seven. I'm a little shortstop. I played ball well, but there comes a time when you realize that you're not going to play forever. Another kind of backup passion of mine was to just kind of stay involved in the game. So when I saw the uh, Arizona Diamondback Stadium, it was about when I was starting my, my senior year of college. Everybody always says, you know, do something for yourself before you get into business. Do some sort of trip or, or something like that. And uh, it was a great kind of boost of you know what? Why why don't I do this trip? I only graduate from college once. I don't have a full time job. Let me let me think about how I could go to all thirty stadiums. So it started with that idea and I started talking to people about it. Said, you know what, why why would I just go to all thirty stadiums? Why don't I make it a good thing? Why don't I try to raise some money for something? Why don't I try to create awareness for something? And one thing, all these kind of ideas started to kind of pour in at the same time. I started talking to friends, talking to family. The more people I talked to, the more people were like, yeah, you know, I'd always wanted to do that. That's something I always wanted to do. So long story short, I I kept thinking about this idea. First thing that I did was, what am I going to call this? So I thought of mission stadiums for multiple sclerosis. I, I chose the cause. And then I attached this idea of traveling to all 30 stadiums. And all of a sudden, I had I had a name. It was MS4MS. You know, it's easy to remember. It's simple enough. So I started at that time doing more and more research on multiple sclerosis for familiarizing myself with the disease itself, the struggle that people go, go through um, when battling the disease. And, and that's when it really started to kind of hit home. At first, it really was like, all right, let me combine a couple passions of mine. Then the more I learned about MS and learned about the millions of people who are suffering across the world, it's a disease that, that you don't always see. Some, some diseases, are they're clear. If you look at somebody, you're like, oh, they have some. MS is one of those, depending on, on how far along somebody is, you may not know they have it. You may go to work with somebody every day, and, and they're just kind of going through the day as best as they can, but internally, they're, they're not able to feel their fingers, or they're not able to feel a different part of their body. So, the more I learned about it, the more passionate I became. I started telling friends at school about this idea. It had a name now. I started working with a family friend who is a graphic designer. All of a sudden, I had a logo. It's kind of one of those the stars align type of moments where I all of a sudden had a group of 60 people at college who were like, I love this idea. Let's do this. I was holding meetings out of my college apartment once every few weeks with an agenda. We would have anywhere from 15 to 20 people show up at a time. We had ideas being bounced around, and before you knew it, we were starting to create something pretty cool. One of the people who had joined the organization was getting his his master's degree in in computer science, 
And fortunately, as his, part of his master's project, he had to build a website from scratch. Once this started happening, it's like, okay, there's too much going on for me to not do this. It was the mo- like I was getting uh, articles written in college from the, the school paper, and I'm not really one to want attention. And all of a sudden, I realized that this attention was being brought on because of something really positive. And that's why it just kind of kept me pushing and, and kept me through graduating college. And it was my senior year of baseball as well. So I was finishing my college baseball career at the same time of graduating and, you know, just on the side trying to do a nonprofit. Um, so wow. it was it was one of those interesting <laughs> stories because one senior year completed, I'm not sure how many people are familiar with the process of filing for a 501c3, but it doesn't happen overnight. For me, after filing the paperwork and, you know, help from family and friends, trademarking the logo, and I had a lot of support from my father during this time, and he was looking back. I, I, I wouldn't have been able to do it if it wasn't for him and my entire family and my and my mom as well for, you know, just continuing to, to push this idea because that's all it was. It was an idea that people were behind. At the end of senior year, that time that we had filed the paperwork, and people were graduating. Sixty people that were interested in my organization, you know, I could not pay them. <laughs> I, I couldn't give them a job. I, we didn't have any money. We haven't raised anything. All we had was an idea and some momentum. So a year goes by after your senior year of college, and those sixty people all have jobs across the country. So um, at this point, it was it was back to just me and uh, me being at home. I had two years where I lived at home and I worked uh, at a at a restaurant. I worked as a personal care assistant. I coached high school baseball. I continued to do the nonprofit, and I was uh, I was looking for for a full time job because running a charity, unless you're making millions and raising millions, it can't be a full time job. And and at that, the goal was to you know help as many people as possible. And if one day it became a full time job, I would you know be honored to to be able to do that. But it just wasn't possible at that time. I continued to work with you know family and friends and. And just kind of kept it afloat for a few years. I kept paying, you know, the bills for the website to maintain it. Um, I bought some shirts. I bought some bracelets. When I could, I talked about it. I was working about four or five different jobs. Um, I also worked for uh, Tucci Lumber, which is a wood baseball bat company, professional wood baseball bat company that a lot of people are probably familiar with. You know, Jose Altuve, Bryce Harper. A lot of big big names. Troy Tulowitzki. A lot of big names actually use their bats, which is pretty fun. So, I had a really uh, unique experience working for them, uh, learning about, you know, bats and how they're made and just kind of staying involved with the game. Even even though I wasn't playing the way I was in college, I still was playing in a men's league. And, and for those who do know my brother, Adam Greenberg, um, we actually, it was a really cool opportunity. We even played on the Bridgeport Bluefish together for about three or four months. And my, my claim to fame is I was actually on the field for his very last game where he actually was trying to catch a fly ball and the wind took it and busted a nail on one of his hands, and he went down center field. I was actually at second base at the time, and that was the last time professionally that he was actually on the on a diamond. Um, so it was, it's kind of crazy. We uh, we had uh, some fun, unique experiences together. So my uh, my story then took me down to, to Washington, D.C. I had a unique opportunity for a, uh, a position with the company I currently work for. It's called 2U, which is an education technology company uh, that partners with top-tier universities to help deliver their online uh, master's program. Still doing fundraisers 
maybe one or two a year for MS. We made a donation of $2,000 originally to the Yale MS Center in New Haven, Connecticut. This past year, we made a $2,200 donation directly to the Johns Hopkins Center in Baltimore, Maryland. They are our direct beneficiary at this time for uh, their project Restore Research. Dr. Calabrese is actually the head of the department at the uh, at the Johns Hopkins Center. Had the, had the honor of meeting him, gave him a check to add to his research. He's specifically working on uh, regeneration of the myelin sheath. It deteriorates over time with those who are struggling with it. And uh, one of his research projects is, is strategically focused on repairing the myelin sheath. That was something that I was incredibly interested in. It was something that I thought would make a direct impact. Progress was made, and, and that's why I decided when I moved down to, to Maryland to partner directly with them. So funds raised from our upcoming fundraiser uh, will be donated directly to the Johns Hopkins Center in Baltimore, Maryland. So I'm looking forward to, to writing them another check. And uh, and yeah, I've been I've been with 2U for the past three years and at a point now where, where 2U is fortunately growing pretty rapidly across the country and, um, you know, starting to, to also develop a little bit of a platform to talk a little bit more about MS for MS within the organization. You know, I'm really fortunate that they're allowing me to do so and, you know, made a lot of awesome connections. And now uh, I decided that the first really big, big uh, kickoff event, we've had we've had a spin-a-thon where we raised $1,000 and we've uh, joined the National MS Society for three different walks and raised some money for that. This is the first really big fundraiser in conjunction with the Spartan Inc. Um, they're similar to Tough Mudder events and this one's actually taking place on the Washington National Stadium. Inside Amazing. the stadium, so we are we are trying to, to gather a group of over a hundred people. <laughs> the goal is to, to be the top team. There are some pretty fun, unique prizes for a top team involved in the Spartan race. Been working with Spartan Inc. to get validation that it's okay for our organization to join um, and raise money for our organization in conjunction with signing up for their race. So that's the goal. I'm, I'm sure I missed something, but that's kind of how we got to where we are today. So I'm uh, really proud and. Like I said, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for my family and friends' support. And, yeah, I'm really, uh, really excited for what's next. So when people donate or contribute to Mission Stadiums for MS, what are they creating with their donation? Well, the money that's raised directly from our contributors is ultimately donated directly to the Johns Hopkins Center and Dr. Calabrese's research. Online, you can actually find information. It's called Project Restore. It is directly his research, and they are continuing to search for funds, donations, to just fund this research because... It's one of the unique diseases out there that is, it does not have a cure. There are, there's medicine and there's, and there's different things out there that are helping some people. There's a lot of research on diet, vitamin D. There's a lot of research being done and, you know, some improvements are certainly being made, but there's no cure. There are ways to slow down the progression of the disease for certain people, but it's, it's really a mystery. If there's anything we can do to, to help the research right now, goal one day is to hopefully help those directly with it. Somebody needs transportation or if they need a walker or stuff like that. Uh, long term, that's a goal for MS for MS. But right now, we, we like to, you know, donate directly what we can to, to research and where we know it's actually going. And on our website, we're going to continue to have updates as to where your money will go, where the money uh, towards the research, what's happening with the research, how you are all making a difference. That's where the money will go. So if, if anyone is listening right now and they're dealing with a recent MS diagnosis or they have a family member or a loved one who has MS, what's yeah. available to them on your, your social media and your website, Mission Stadiums for MS? We actually have a, a running blog, which is available on our website for those to check out what the r latest research is. Maybe even have a conversation with others who are struggling 
with MS and just make personal connections themselves. My contact information is always on there, and I, I, I've learned a lot and, and have a lot of great connections. So if anybody certainly, you know, needs anything or if there's anything I can do that's within my power, you know, my contact information is there as well. A friend of mine who's actually the editor of, uh, of the website, and more specifically the blog articles, who's actually in the process right now of gathering information from research that's been done from the past year. Uh, at Johns Hopkins, which will be readily available on the website. Uh, it's probably the second week in January is, is when we're projecting for that launch to take place. And, uh, yeah, it's just a – we're trying to make the website user-friendly, fun, different. we got a list of all the stadiums on there, as you'll see with the fundraisers, two different things on there. One is called the Quest for 30 Stadiums. Like I said, I can't get away from the personal goal of mine to travel into all 30 and spreading awareness. So uh, you can track progress as to where ms for ms has been, which stadiums they've been to. You know, most of them are, are me and friends, but it, I'm excited to see that there's other members and other people interested. We had a couple from Detroit actually go up to Toronto uh, to the Blue Jays Stadium. Uh, her and her husband actually wore the MS for MS shirt. So it's not about me. Um, it's about spreading uh, awareness for the cause and, and getting the shirts into as many stadiums as possible. If uh, if you are listening and, and you go to a, a ball game this summer and you, you want to rock an MS for MS shirt, uh, please reach out to me. I'd be more than happy to, to send you something in the mail. We have bracelets and shirts, and for a small donation, I'll certainly send uh, send the shirt so you can get it in the stadium. And and one uh, one person at a time, if we can get it across the country. And similar to the what you remember the the Miami Marlins guy behind home plate at every game. Oh yeah. <laughs> so he uh, he he certainly caught my eye because one of my goals one day was to get orange in the whole stadium. Um, oh okay. Spreading spreading awareness for MS and and getting it in the whole stadium. And when I saw him in bright orange, he was just in he's in Miami gear. He's spreading awareness for the Miami Marlins. But in my head, that's that's a you know that M stands for MF, and that's uh, that's an opportunity there to to really take something special. And you know what everybody saw with him behind home plate, it catches your eye. It asks questions. You start. Everybody knows about it. So that's the goal. We want uh, people who are struggling with the disease to not not suffer in silence. You know, hopefully make some strides for the research, but just enjoy life uh, every day as as much as we can. And that's the goal. So hopefully, uh, hopefully this year and in the next few years, we can get uh, more MS for MS and in the stadiums and, and get more orange going across the board. I love this event you're doing. It's May 2018. It's a Spartan Sprint in Washington National Stadium. My yeah. understanding is that people can get involved even if they're not able to perform the, the sprint or the obstacle course. They can still get involved, correct? Yeah, no question about it. So the obstacle course, I've actually never done one. I'm I'm super excited. I, I started training because I've seen uh, what it takes to do one. It's pretty intense. Um, but it's it's one of those that their slogan is it's three miles that'll change your life and it doesn't matter how fast you do it how slow you do it it's just a matter of doing it with a, a group of fun people and you know making a difference in the meantime so if you if you can't make it you know uh, we're actually putting together a, a fun happy hour at a bar in uh, in, de- in downtown DC right after the event where additional funds will be raised at this uh, at this bar location details on that are, are soon to come as well we're in the pro- in the process of, of finalizing details we're always looking sponsors. So corporate sponsors, personal sponsors. On our website, we have a full page for sponsors, and we're looking to get, you know, gear specifically for this event and are always looking to put sponsors on our on our shirts and different stuff like that. So if you can make the race, that's awesome. There's specific details on the website for you to sign up. Uh, if you can't make the race and you want to come and hang out, have a, a beer or a water with us and some food after and have a good time, details on that happy hour will take place. And if you're nowhere near D.C. and you just want to make a contribution and uh, send your well wishes, we're always accepting uh, donations directly to the website. 
and uh, as well as uh, sponsors as well, corporate sponsors. If anyone is interested in being a corporate sponsor, my contact information is on the web. Um, I do have full uh, full paperwork to make that process as easy as possible. So yeah, there's there's even if you can't make the race, there's there's certainly plenty of ways to get involved. This sounds like an amazing event. I'm hoping I can get out there to join you, Sam. Get up yeah. nation. Is is there any better way to spend an afternoon than investing in your own health with physical fitness and exercise in the company of amazing people? while raising awareness for those in our lives who are suffering from a disease that needs a cure at a Major League Baseball stadium. This is going to be fun. Sam, anything yeah. else you would like to share with Get Up Nation? No, no, Ben, I really appreciate your time and, and certainly appreciate everybody who is listening today taking taking the time to listen. Uh, if you know anybody with the, with the disease or if you have it yourself, certainly know that they, they or you are not alone. Uh, we are looking to do everything in our power to just, you know, like I said, uh, enjoy every day to the to the best that we can, and that's all we can do. Um, ben, certainly hope that you can uh, make it out here. Would love to have you and watch you go through the course. I'm sure uh, I'm sure you'll be able to tackle it. And this, this is your five month uh, warning and five month <laughs> notification to to start your training. And I think this is a cool way for uh, for a lot of people as well to, to set a New Year's resolution to you know maybe get back in shape. And uh, another reason for this is is so much research has been done in terms of what makes somebody progress with MS. There is no finite answer, um, but one main contributor is lack of movement and diet. It really is proving more and more that 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 goes a long way with progression of MS. So in training for this event, you know, I'm going to do my best to eat right and train right and just keep moving, and uh, hopefully that's some inspiration for, for other people with the disease. Even if you can't compete in the race, you know, we'd love for you to take that mindset moving forward. But at the end of the day, if, if if you can compete, if you are up for the challenge, we would certainly love for everybody to join, uh, regardless of how fast or slow you go. It's like I said, it's not about uh, it's not about how fast for this one. It's just about everybody being there and, and having a fun time together. Awesome, Sam. I always end the show with six quick fire questions for the amazing guests who join me on the Get Up Nation <laughs> podcast. We like right. to hear their personal insights into how they overcome their challenges. Are you ready? Uh, I'm scared but ready. Let's do it. <laughs> okay. Who are you thankful for today? Uh, my family. Uh, first and foremost, my family. What are you thankful for today? Uh, my health. I am thankful for good people in my life and, and the opportunity to, to help others. How do you fuel the fire within you? Ooh, uh, don't stop. If you stop, you're not getting anywhere. So I fuel my fire by just keep going. That's, that's the bottom line. What was one thing adversity taught you to value? Once again, stay positive and don't stop. Uh, what are you doing today you never thought you could? I'm buying a condo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, uh, I'm, closing, I'm closing on a condo in uh, in a week, so I, I didn't think that was possible and to do it by myself, so that's fun. <laughs> nice. And then what, what will you do tomorrow that you never thought you could? Hopefully win back-to-back fantasy uh, football championships and beat my brother in the final. <laughs> there you go. All right. Amazing, Sam. <laughs> Thank you for being a guest on the Get Up Nation podcast. How can people learn more about the May 2018 event and Mission Stadiums for MS? Yeah, thanks, Ben. Really appreciate it. People can go to the website at ms the number 4 msorg Feel free to contact me at Sam Greenberg, G-R-E-E-N-B-E-R-G, at ms4ms.org. Or please give me a call. I'm more than happy to have a conversation, 203-927-6830. So any, uh, any form of communication I'm always open for and uh, look forward to connecting with anybody. 
Thank you, Sam Greenberg, for fusing your passions to affect massive positive change. Get Up Nation, let's band together with Sam and Mission Stadiums for Multiple Sclerosis to raise money for a cure. It's a great way to begin 2018 by preparing for a Spartan Sprint in Washington National Stadium. If you or your business wants to band together with the Get Up Nation podcast and ms for ms contact us at the links below. Let's make sure that those who are suffering from this disease know that they are not alone. Let's enjoy the brilliant gift of time we've been given together on May 12, 2018. Happy New Year.